This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Public Affairs presentation of this station. Joining me today is the director of the Tri-Cities Opera, John Rizzoni. Welcome to the program. Hi, Kathy. It's great to see you. Well, we're, we're, we're face-to-face. We are. I know. It's the first time in a while. You know what's great about this? I can take these headphones off, and my ears are sweating, so... <laughs> I have to say I love the headphones. Uh, yeah, well, unicorn headphones, everybody, just yes. so you get a visual. They're great. Because Southern Tier Close-Up is a magical public affairs presentation of the station. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> and, and plus, it's hotter than Billabajeepers down here, so taking the headphones off. The ones that I had in the other room are fuzzy, so those would have been just as bad, if not worse. Um, welcome to the program. Thank Welcome to the studios after such a, a long absence. Uh, Tri-Cities Opera has been um, really dealing with this whole pandemic thing and evolving and growing and changing. And I have to say, you wear a pandemic very well. You guys have really managed to come through this thing in shining colors and and really uh, rose to the occasion. So congratulations and kudos Thank to TCO. You. Thank you. You know, we have a great team at TCO. We've been working. You know, we did shut down when the pandemic started, but uh, basically as soon as PPP was issued, we got back to work. I have been working furiously to to keep opera alive in the southern tier and the region. Uh, and I'm very thrilled to announce we have a full season planned out for, uh, for this 22-23 season. Um, um, lots of great shows, community events, uh, our subscriptions are on sale. I mean, there's so much coming up. Um, the first thing we're doing uh, is our children's opera, Mystery on the Docks. And that I will, saw that. That looked yeah, intriguing. It's really cool. It's the it's a mystery, as the title would suggest, Mystery on, on the, the Docks. docks. <laughs> yes, yes, it's on the docks. Uh, but it is about the rats from Ratville based on the children's book uh, by Thatcher Hurd called Mystery on the Docks. Really fun show, and we're Presenting that at Arts Adventure at the Roberson Museum and Science Center on September 18th, uh, and that's a collaborative event between the Binghamton Philharmonic, Tri Cities Opera, the Roberson Museum and Science Center, and also the Goodwill Theater and Firehouse sure, Stage. Family Firehouse yeah, Stage, absolutely. Very familiar with yeah. all of those, yeah. uh, and that was something that kind of got shoved off into the the wings for a little bit as well. Definitely, that's that's back after a couple of years. Yeah, we had started it before the pandemic, and then we tried to get it launched during but COVID issues you know spikes and all that stuff so we yeah. decided to wait but we feel that it's safe and that's a free event open to the public registration is on the Roberson website and what's kind of nice about that even though things are getting eased there's still a lot of people that are uncomfortable and, sure. and that is you know no, no shame in that. Yeah. Absolutely not. There's sometimes that I reach in the purse and I bring out the mask if absolutely. I'm not feeling comfortable. There will be no shame in masks. No, absolutely. And they the um. The reservations for this, which are encouraged, are they it's spread out so families don't feel like somebody is right up their Correct. tailpipe. Yeah, you, the whole it's like event fifteen is minutes, three hours. You can pop in whenever you know. So if you're worried about crowds, there's kind of a a good way to do that. Um, and I think you know it's one of many exciting events we have coming up this season. The um, next thing we have is on October first after uh, Arts Adventure, and that is our Pocket Opera Project. Now, what the heck is that? Okay, so we. Uh, 
commission. This is actually a brilliant concept by Kanan Harris, uh, a young uh, master of music and composition student. He's since graduated from Binghamton University. Uh, but it is we commission short stories from local middle school students based on local subjects, and we have uh, Binghamton University Master of Music and Opera, or sorry, Master of Music and Composition students setting those stories to music. Uh, we're working with Santino D'Angelo, who is a local favorite uh, in the uh, musical theater writing scene and theater scene in general here. Uh, so he's working with these young composers to set these local interest stories to music and will present all uh, three fully realized 20-minute operas, pocket-sized operas, uh, and then a workshop of uh, of a fourth one. And we'll present those all on October 1st. I'm sorry, what ages are we talking about? So the kids that wrote them are in middle school, uh, wrote the stories, and so we turned them into uh, librettos with Santino and the composers have worked together to set them to music. So- you know what is so great about that is for years, I think the classical arts, if you will, were being force fed mm. to kids, mm-hmm. some more receptive than others mm-hmm. to the, the, you know, party like it's 1699. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Right. I'm a Baroque girl. I can't help it. You know what I'm saying? But um, for this, I I became engaged in and exposed to opera at a fairly young age, Mm -hmm. 12, 13 years old, and took to it like a a, a duck to water. But being exposed to it and being involved in it are two different animals and really can – nurture the the appreciation at the very least of this particular art form. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because, you know, the creation of opera, being a part of that, first of all, it takes a village and it's not just singers. There are so many, I mean, when we're in production, there's over a hundred people who work for Tri-Cities Opera. Oh, you're set. Oh, yeah. It's Artistic so much, oh, my so gosh. much. And we have such a wonderful Wardrobe. team. Uh, but we do believe that sort of that hands-on kind of uh, being a part of the process is a really important piece for engaging people and helping them understand. It's fun. I mean, it's really cool. It's interesting. It's creative. It's emotional. There's so much good to it. The music is glorious. I mean, the power of the human voice, it doesn't get much more relatable than that for, for all of us. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it speaks in a way, you know, where words fail, music, whatever that quote is. I don't know. Music things does something. I don't know. I wish I was more eloquent. But, you know, that experiential piece is also part of what we've woven into our, our, first main stage production of the year, which is, uh, we've coined it Madness and the Medium. Uh, and the Medium is a 1950s opera in English by Giancarlo Menotti, a nice Italian guy who wrote in English. Uh, but he, um, you know, wrote this story about a medium who is a little bit of a fraud, uh, but then she has a real spiritual experience in the context mm. of the opera goes a little cuckoo and, and somebody ends up dead. So it's one of those really happy operas <laughs> that we always present. But, you know, it's a short opera, so we decided to pair it with other kind of iconic scenes of madness and murder from operas. And we have a, uh, a selection of four scenes that are actually going to be installed at the Tri-Cities Opera Center in a walk-through haunted house through our physical plant, through our scene shop, through our paint dock. Cool. Uh, it's going to be a very experiential kind of moment uh, to, like... 
spookily experience these scenes, uh, and that goes up on the 21st of October and runs for three nights. So we're very, very excited about that show. And again, I feel like the everything we do at TCO is really um, – it's really strategic. We're really trying to find opportunities to show people that opera is for them, to show people that while you may not love every opera, you can mm. certainly find an opera that you would love. I mean, to me, when people say they don't like opera, that's like saying, I don't like movies. I feel like there's yeah. such a wide range. Yeah. I mean, there's a basketball opera. There's two baseball operas. There's operas about anything you can think of. Um, and so... I think we, our goal at TCO right now is to find the operas that people will love. And, I like and the again, fact that you're taking just a little, a little piece because I, you know, my favorite part of any opera is when they die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you, Fair. I want to see a good dying, you know, a, yeah. a, a music teacher of, of mine, voice teacher that I had years ago. Uh, when when she was uh, performing, I went backstage afterwards. I went, "Oh, you died so good! <laughs> well done, well done." <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's yeah. good dying, and then there's just corny. Right, yeah. and it's amazing how much singing can happen after you've been stabbed. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, it's like, wow, that was uh, that was drawn out, but and how beautiful you still have it really can be. Good voice, I and know, lung control good, good while control. you're control. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and you know, it's it's an exciting time at TCO. We'll, after that production in October, we'll be back in New York City hearing our auditions where uh, we audition for our Young Artist Program nationally. Uh, so we have hundreds and hundreds of applicants uh, auditioning for our four slots in oh, our absolutely. training program. The performers at TCO yeah. are not schlubs by any stretch of the imagination. Thank you. We have such an amazing crew every year. And but this year, too. Yeah, I mean, it's really a wonderful um, way for... You know, TCO is in its 73rd season. We've been around a while. Yeah, older um, than me. <laughs> yay. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, having, um, using the resources of the company to support people who are up and coming in the business, whether they're singers or really we're looking at creating apprenticeship programs through our scene and costume shop, a lot of different ways of getting people involved in the creation of this art form and also learning skills that apply to other art forms. And as I said, you know, you don't just have to sing to be a part of opera. There's mm-hmm. so much that's possible. Uh, and then we round out in uh, December, we round out our fall with uh, production of a mall and the night visitors, Big which, favorite. you know, it's, it's tradition. such a tradition. Yeah. Uh, it is a beautiful, um, beautiful production. Uh, and that will be at the opera center on December 18th for a single performance matinee. And in the um, spring, you go all traditional all over again. Well, yeah. I mean, we go, we're doing um, The Marriage of Figaro coming uh, up in April of, of 2023. And that, you know, we haven't done that show. It actually was the first production I ever did at Tri-Cities Opera 13 years ago. Really? And that was the last time we did it. So it's, really? it's definitely we're due for The Marriage of Figaro. Uh, and very, very excited to are mount. You, beforehand, are we going to have a sing-along? Because everybody knows it. <laughs> right? A lot of people do. You know, <laughs> yes, but it's it's three Thrilling um, to really get back to what we do. You know, we had Cinderella last spring, which was awesome. It was so fun to see our people, to do something lighthearted and fun uh, and bubbly. And Figaro really does uh, hit those marks of funny and lighthearted. But also there's some depth to it. It's an emotional story about sort of a journey of self-realization and coming to well, you know, there's some philandering, there's some comedy, there's some, you know, mistaken identities, all kinds of good stuff. But really, we get to see 
uh, real humanity of these characters and they become very real um, and relatable. And I think that's one of the amazing things about opera. You know, you have these old stories, but they can be told in such yeah. fresh ways. Well, then what, opera wouldn't be around for all these centuries had it there not be something there. I mean, that's very true. And when you think about like opera and stage works, I mean, they were the sort of movies of their day. There wasn't, there wasn't film. There wasn't recording. It was entertainment for the common man. It wasn't snooty. It really was. I mean, it's such an important part of the legacy of what the art form is. And somewhere along the way, I think it's gotten a little distorted, but really we are trying to get back to the roots of what this art form was, which is for the people, for entertainment. And also, you know, there is uh, craftsmanship to it as well. Right. And so we try to really honor, you know, the work, the refinement, but also make it as inclusive as we possibly can. Before we run out of time, you mentioned about uh, resources and, and being able to use your resources. Your resources are expanding. What's this going on with uh, with the? And it started. What was it? Just last year, working with Syracuse. Yes. So we so are you've branched yeah. out, and they've branched out and embraced, and here we go. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So Syracuse Opera and Tri Cities Opera are programming collaboratively. The companies are remaining distinct uh, with joint leadership. Actually, I am the general director of Tri Cities Opera and Syracuse Opera now, uh, and we have uh, a joint artistic director for both companies, Christian Capocat. Uh, is the artistic director of Syracuse Opera and Tri-Cities Opera. And the joint leadership allows us to uh, program our season in collaboration, uh, you know, essentially do the same productions in a year. Uh, And so we realize uh, efficiency and cost savings. We share the cost of the Mm. set. We share the cost of the costumes. Smart. Uh, We rehearse and then we we do it in both cities. So I think it's a really... uh, future forward, future forward thinking, uh, sort of model of what opera can be. Um, you know, our audiences, we went through a long consulting process to get to this point of collaboration, uh, with a national firm. Uh, and this was really what we came to with both companies, with both boards as excellent solution, finally save some money, but also in the context of saving some money, uh, create bigger, better opera and more programming for our communities. Well, we saw, was it the first uh, example of this, the the falling and the rising? That so was? actually Cinderella was the Cinderella first one was. under that collaboration. So we did that here in Binghamton, and then a few weeks later we did it in Syracuse, same cast, same orchestra, uh, same team, uh, two different venues, and it was really successful. Uh, and, you know, there are still some kinks to work out. It's mm-hmm. a new collaboration. It's two big companies in two big cities, and we're, we're making it happen. Uh, but it's a very, very exciting time uh, t- to find a model that that makes TCO and Syracuse Opera more sustainable. Where do people find out about this season and how to get tickets and how to yeah. get involved? Uh, well, there are lots of ways, uh, but the primary one is our website, tricitiesopera.com. And also, I would say our Facebook page, you know, Tricities Opera, T-R-I-C-I-T-I-E-S-O-P-E-R-A is the sort of slug for Facebook. Um, but it really... Um, you know, we post a lot about all the things that are going on for TCO, behind the scenes stuff. You know, we also have a newsletter. You can go on our webpage and sign up for that. But, um, yeah, there's lots of good stuff and it's thrilling to really get back ahead of the planning to be able to feel a little more stable in the state of the world so that we can really put our best foot forward and make wonderful opera for this community. Thank you so much for being my guest, John. We're out of time. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up. 
a weekly presentation of this station. Views expressed here do not necessarily reflect those of this station as staff, management, or news department. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. If you or someone you 